your time with us, whether you're listening to us live Friday night at 8 or via podcast anytime. We really do appreciate it. I am Drew. That is Schmitty. That's me. And we are recording this week's episode live at... <laughs> <laughs> Union 32. At Union 32... Craft House. Craft House. That's right. Beautiful city of Egan, Minnesota. Yeah, all the way over here in Egan. All the way from me, anyway, coming from Eden Prairie. It's Just down the road from myself. Yeah. Uh, this is a neat place. This is our first time here. It is. Uh, we have, uh, at, at the behest of uh, one of our favorite listeners, Kate, uh, she has been imploring us to come and check out Union 32 for some time. And uh, after a few back and forths and scheduling conflicts, we were finally able to make it happen. You know, we lead busy lives. Well, it's, yeah. It's, well, I, tr- I originally tried to set it up, and they had I, they had so many like Super Bowl events going on, it just wouldn't work out, and, and then we had uh, a bunch of conflicts, so I'm glad it finally worked out. This is right across the street from the new uh, Vikings training facility, mm-hmm. uh, which I understand has got this area really hopping. Yeah, hop. It, it, yeah, it's it's really fun. There's a lot of really fun development here in Egan, um, and this is among those. So it's neat, neat to see some of the, uh, I guess the the craft brewing move outside of the the northeast Minneapolis area. Hey man, there's some good beer being made in the burbs. Yeah, there's some good burb beer. <laughs> well, good burb beer. Speaking Hashtag. Of, speaking of burb beer, we've got uh, Dan Schwartz from Liftbridge on the show. Hey Dan, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. We've got Mark Abdal from Chop Liver, and uh, of course St. Paul Summer. Beer. Beer Fest joiner, say Mark. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. And uh, coming up, we will be talking with Tim, one of the owners here at Union 32, and he's going to tell us all about because this is a really unique experience and a unique way to you know enjoy and experience your favorite Minnesota craft beer. So we'll be doing that in a later segment. But Mark. You got an announcement? You want to uh, kick off the well, I mean, uh, St. Paul Summer Beer it's, Fest season? Yeah, yeah, it is. The, we're deep in the uh, St. Paul Summer Beer Fest season for sure. We're only uh, three weeks away from Holy the tenth annual St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. Man, I, uh, ten years. I, yeah, I can't believe we made it this long. I mean, Juno and I ten years ago made a joke that it'd be pretty funny if we made it ten years, and and I believe ten years ago we had about seven or eight breweries in the state. Uh, Dan and Liftbridge. <laughs> being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first St. Paul Summer Beer Fest like, happened in your basement. P- pretty much, yeah. It was, it was in a random parking lot, uh, the old St. Paul Saints Stadium. Uh, it was definitely much different than the event is now. But uh, like I said, I, 10 years ago, I don't think we ever would have known this was going to be what it was. I mean, Dan, I think you can echo that. When you guys started your brewery, you hoped it would be a great venture and, and hopefully a, a profitable business and, and successful. But who would have thought there would be in the hundreds of breweries in this state? When there was only there was single digits at the time. Yeah, we we thought it was too crowded back then. So uh, <laughs> fortunately, we were wrong. And there's lots of but there uh, were a lot fewer here. people drinking craft beer back then, right? It's there true. was well, it was it was less well known. We didn't have social media. It wasn't as big as it is now, where you can find out anything about anything any time of the day. Yeah, right. And you didn't have you know, well the, the social media aspect is a big part because now the way I learn and I imagine a lot of people learn about new craft beers is because we see people posting about it you know we, we see people who are also you know aficionados enjoy the craft beer they'll start putting it on Facebook they'll start putting it out on Twitter and it'll uh, it'll it'll be strike my nerve and say oh I got to look for that in my in my local liquor store sure. well I think I think it's been uh, the reason for a lot of growth in a lot of different industries craft beer being one of them that has benefited the most
most. Um, again, like I said, 10 years ago, we probably would have never thought this was going to be what it turned into. And, and I'd say we're all just very fortunate because it's it's nothing but smiles and good times for the most part. What do you think has changed, Mark, in the, in the I guess, festival way of, of the industry in, in those 10 years? Oh, uh, well, yeah, perfectly. Uh, Perfect thing to perfect example for this is is exactly how we've went about promoting the event this year as opposed to you know the previous nine is in the previous nine years we were promoting maybe the specific breweries and some of the specific beers they were drinking uh, some of the educational uh, components mm-hmm. of the events kind of leaning on more of the nerdy type of things and I think the last couple of years here we've really seen a change where yes those components all matter but mm-hmm. at the end of the day people just really want to have a good time and so you know they want to have fun and. And so we've really kind of anchored on the fact that it's the kickoff to summer. It's at the place where summer ends, the state fairgrounds, right? The Minnesota State Fair is kind of the official end of summer in Minnesota. Well, we kind of kick it off there, you know, and and just leaning on that. We've we've set up a bunch of pretzel necklace making stations this year, uh, Stout's Pub. People love the pretzel necklace. They They do. They love the – I've never had a pretzel necklace. i got to try that. People have been bringing them for years and making them at home themselves. So this year we just decided to partner up with Old Dutch, and they kicked in a bunch of pretzels. That answers a question I've always had. Okay. Because I have walked around many a festival <laughs> looking for the place to get a pretzel necklace. And uh, now I learn people just are bringing them. <laughs> they are. They I are. had no idea. Like I thought there was around a, every festival, like, where where is this booth? I want a damn I'm pretzel magic. necklace. <laughs> you just like... <laughs> they're magic. I no, felt they, uh, so left out. They're, they're fun, and people love them, obviously. And again, going back to that whole, it's it's all about fun and kicking off summer the right way is, is we worked with, we're working with Stout's Pub there right by the state fairgrounds and... And then also Ben Distilleries just up the road from the state fairgrounds. So both of them, you can go there, you can set up, uh, go and make your own pretzel necklace for a couple hours before the beer fest starts, have a couple beers, some food, whatever. Uh, I know Ben Distilleries running a free shuttle service. There you go. And then Stouts is walkable. So, uh, you know, for people out there trying to just really kick their summer off the right way, go make a pretzel necklace, have some fun. And, and remember, it's all about the fun. That's you right. Know? Yes, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of amazing beers and hundreds of amazing breweries. But it's really meant to be all about fun, and that's what really I think craft beer was always meant to be, and it's gotten a little too serious the last. Yeah, few you got to have some fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do so love the the, uh, the the pencil necklace con or the pretzel necklace concept. Yeah, pencil necklace doesn't sound near, nearly as fun. And it's not as appetizing either. <laughs> 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 we uh, we just had barley from Bentbury Stillery on the show. If you missed that episode, go back in the archives and and for sure check it out. How we got their crawfish boil coming up next weekend too. Yeah. Yeah, I know, uh, Drew. You're going to be there for that. I think. I think you're getting in line right after we're done with the show today yeah, for I'm, I'm the, the crawfish boil. Yeah, I want the first plate. <laughs> now I've seen some of the the pretzel necklaces at these festivals get kind of out of hand in the past. People have like the giant pretzel necklaces. They've got sausage links on the necklaces. Is, is that going to be that kind of affair at Stouts, or is it going to be? Well, hold on. Did you say sausage necklace? You know, beef jerky or, you know, like... Yeah. God. Yeah. That sounds Have amazing. You, that's nothing compared to the custom uh, uh, pretzels that people are making at home. Yeah, uh, we you'll see some of these on right. social media. I'm coming. I'm showing up with a pizza necklace. We a guy <laughs> last year had one. He made a pretzel, a homemade pretzel in the shape of the Prince logo. 
It's pretty impressive. Because in, in case anybody doesn't know what that logo looks <laughs> yeah. like in this state, uh, it's pretty detailed. It's, it's not just like a cross. It's, it's, it's pretty detailed. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, people definitely go all, all out for it. Uh, it's Stouts and Bent Brewstillery. The pretzels, the twine, that'll all be uh, provided for you. However, if, if people want to do go above and beyond and maybe make their own pretzel or or bring any kind of meat or cheese, they'll have to bring that on their own. Yeah. This is uh, June 9th, right? June 9th, yep. June 9th Saint, at St. Saint Paul uh, at the uh, State, Fairgrounds. State Fairgrounds. Yep. Uh, the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. You've got a website? Yeah, stpaulsummerbeerfest.com. And uh, we're going to give away a pair of tickets. We're going to give away a couple pairs of tickets. Let's right. get the details on the first set. Social media giveaway. That's right. We're going to do that. Uh, social media, go ahead and give us a, a picture of a beautiful summer beer uh, yep. yourself or, or maybe uh, a friend of yours enjoying it. But, you Just, know, you know a, a summer, your favorite summer beer picture, whatever that means to you. It's got to be yours, Sum- though. Don't summer just beer. steal it from the internet. Yeah. Whatever yeah, your yeah. best memory of last summer was, right? Yeah, like something like that. Your best beer you had last summer. If you have a picture of that, share it on Instagram, Twitter, what, yep. Facebook. Uh, we'll stuff. do Twitter. We'll keep it simple. We'll do a Twitter. Okay. Uh, make sure you tag MN underscore BeerCast. That's our Twitter handle. Make sure you tag us and use the hashtag. Yep, which is just St. Paul Beer Fest. St. Paul Beer Fest. So everybody that tags us uses the hashtag St. Paul Beer Fest and posts a nice picture of their favorite summer beer, whatever that may be, whatever that looks like to you. Uh, we will uh, randomly pick uh, from everybody that does that here in the next uh, couple weeks. We'll yeah. announce a winner on uh, uh, probably the, the week before the uh, the festival. Sounds good. And then we're going to give away a second pair of tickets. Uh, we're going to do a fun event at Steel Toe Brewing on May 30th. We're going to do a show there at 5 p.m. We're going to have Steel Toe and a couple of their special guests. Uh, we're going to do a fun show there. We're going to hang on the tap room. We're going to have a couple beers. We're going to get a little crazy. Maybe do some audience participation. And we're going to give away some tickets there as well. So, um, yeah, Mark, uh, you're more than welcome to swing by and hand out the tickets yourself. I would love to have you there. Maybe Juno I'd love can to that us. day. I will be out of the state, but maybe Juno can stop by. Okay. There you go. So there's, there's the details on that. You've got two chances to win tickets. How are we going to give the tickets away there? Uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe we'll pin the tail on the Juno. Out. We're not well, they sure. Have a, they have a raffle box there, actually, right now. So there's several locations around the Twin Cities, which if you go on our website, uh, we have raffle boxes set up at a few different tap rooms and, and liquor stores around the Twin Cities that people can enter to win there you go. Uh, tickets as well. So we'll probably just utilize that raffle box. I was going to suggest uh, we'll, we'll give it that. You know, make make a pretzel necklace. I was going to say if you buy well, us a beer go. that well. night, you're entered to win. <laughs> that too. See? Well, you yeah. can't have to buy. Yeah, that's, a lottery. That's, that's, I think that's illegal. Legality. Yeah. I don't know. We'll check with the legal department. Know that Mr. Minbeer. We'll, we'll check we'll, with the legal department. We'll check with the Minnesota Beer Cast legal department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As vast as that is, <laughs> our team of attorneys will get on it. <laughs> Paging Jeffrey O'Brien. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, thank you so much for uh, swinging by on uh, Union 32 here and, and popping on the show. We always appreciate having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And, and what a great place. People should check this out. Uh, they did a really nice job with the place. Yeah, it's beautiful in here. And uh, so far, I've tried the IPA. It's quite tasty. So I've got I got a flight to try here. So yep. I'll keep you updated. I'm working on a pale ale myself, and and we'll see uh, we'll see what pops up next. We'll be uh, talking with uh, Tim, the uh, one of the owners from Union 32, coming up next. There's a common thread I see every time I'm in the field. While this is burning, you were saving other homes. Neighbors helping neighbors and strangers alike. This is what America's about. Sometimes it's nice to see all the good that's out there. 
NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Hey everyone, Ben Lieber here from the Town Hall Brewery and the Town Hall family. My good friends over there have a new off-menu item. It's called the Nacho. I've been very curious about this place for some time, as I mentioned in the last segment. Uh, one of our favorite listeners, Kate, has been uh, has been eagerly imploring us to uh, to get out here for some time. So I was really excited when we were finally able to set this up. Joined by Tim and Samantha from Union 32. How you doing, guys? Great. Thank you for coming in. Well, thank you for uh, having us. I'm glad we were able to set this up. Thank you. So, so tell us about Union 32. What uh, if if I've never been here before? What what do I need to know? I'm well, trying to talk my friends into coming to Union 32, like Kate did to us. <laughs> we are a unique self-serve Minnesota craft house here, so we have a very different concept than most restaurants. We don't actually have servers that come around to our tables, so it allows for a laid-back, sociable atmosphere for our guests. With that being said, we have a wonderful 32 tap self-pour beer wall that is the focal point of our craft house, and for people to pour from that beer wall. They would start at the bar and get a beer card from our bartenders, which essentially acts as a tab for them. It allows them to pour and activate those taps. It charges by ounce and tracks it as they pour, so they can always kind of see where they're at. And then okay. they get to That was one of my drink. first questions is, you know, are you are you buying a pint? Are you buying a half pint? It pays to be charged by the ounce. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, you could ultimately do anything with that. You could create a flight, have a 12-ounce pour, 16-ounce kind of whatever you'd like. So in theory, if I wanted, let me run this past you, if I understand the concept right. Sh- Schmidty's already looking for loopholes. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just I could, I could put 32 ounces worth of, of beer on my card and get an ounce from each one of the taps if I wanted to try every single beer on the wall. Correct. So yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Do you load up the card before or do you just get the card and it tracks it and then you hand the card in and pay for whatever's on it? Nope, it's actually associated to a tab in our computer system. So you would give a creditor a debit card when you get your beer card at the bar and it's linked to that tab. So then you would just cash that out however so you So it's not like Dave and Buster's. You, you, where do you're like, an option. you do have an option to preload a card. So if you want to put $20 on a card and you go up there and it'll go from $20 down to zero, whereas 90% of our customers or more probably use it as Samantha was describing, where they actually just tie it to a tab. Yeah, and then that makes more sense. At the end. Keep that yeah. tab open. Whereas Mark, who was just on last segment, we'd probably give him like $12, $13 max. <laughs> Say, Mark, let's just be reasonable. Let's, let's, let's keep her under keep her under 12 bucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That's nice to have the option, though. Right? Because... I, I could see, you know, in, in a sociable situation, and this is probably part of what you're banking on, uh, people sort of just not keeping track of how much they've been pouring. So We do have a responsible responsibility limit, though. So mm-hmm. depending on which beer you're drinking from the wall, at some point it will cut you off. Nice. That's so smart. It, kind of, it monitors it and tracks it for you. And then, of course, our beer ambassadors can make sure everyone's doing okay before reactivating those cards. And I noticed, uh, I noticed a, a gentleman sort of standing by the taps and he was answering questions for a lady over there when I was walking around and checking it out. Is that somebody you kind of always have someone stationed there to help and answer questions and show he was showing her you know clean the glass and hold it at this angle yes that's exactly it it's our beer ambassador 
So we always have somebody over there to give the beer knowledge to our guests. Nice. I like that. That's cool. No, that makes a lot of sense. That was one of the things that I was I was talking with Drew about when, when we had first talked about this concept is, you know, it, it kind of defeats the purpose of having people come pour their own beer if you've got people who aren't pouring the beer properly, if they're if they're wasting beer, if they're not opening up the tap fully, Correct. if it's all foam, if it's if they're not pouring into a clean glass and then it's like Wow, that's kind of negating the experience of coming to a, a fine place like Union 32 and they're not being able to, to fully experience what it is to have a, a fine beer poured well. Yeah, so the first question that most of our beer ambassadors will ask anybody is, is this your first time at the wall? Which, if it is their first time, they will run through the whole process, including opening up the tap fully so they don't just squirt foam into the into the glass. So. Is, that, is that the biggest rookie mistake? Because most people assume you, you just, just squeeze it open a little bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was an emphatic yes from both of you simultaneously. Just foam and beer just kind of sprays everywhere. Yeah, it makes a big difference. you got to open that tap up all the way. It's, it. a, it's a really unique concept, and, and, I, and I, I dig the idea. It's my first time being at a place like this. I, I don't, I've never, never experienced anything like this. How You guys have been open for about a year now, right? Not quite. Okay. July 10th will be our one okay. year. Okay, getting close to a year. Mm-hmm. How has it been received? Generally, do you for first-time customers? Do you experience a lot of confusion, a lot of questions, or is it pretty well embraced? It's pretty well embraced, honestly. We have great staff here that's very good at explaining our concepts, so we try to catch people as soon as they walk through the door, so uh, people aren't wandering around aimlessly and they know how our concept works. So it's been very well accepted in the community. One of the things that I like to tell people too is a lot of people don't know where Union 32 came from, whereas it's Minnesota's the 32nd state in the union, and this is really a celebration of Minnesota craft beer. So all the beers on the beer wall, or even in the establishment, are all Minnesota beers. Yeah, I've noticed that. That's that's a theme throughout. Is drink MN is is uh, posted yeah. up everywhere. You got a you got a Minnesota state up there on the wall there, and I've noticed that was a seemed to be an, a very intentional theme. Yep. Uh, how many uh, how many you guys brew your own beer here as well, we including do. featuring a lot of amazing Minnesota brews? How many beers on that wall are Union 32s. Currently, we have six of our own beers up there. Okay. Um, and it fluctuates usually, you know, between four and six of our own beers. Um, so we always have something else that we're working on to, to go up uh, behind it. But currently, we have six um, beers. Nice. So how do you how do you choose which beers to provide from Union 32? Is it just kind of what the brewer feels like working on? Does it depend on season? Is it how do, how does that determination get made? A little bit of both. So it's usually a, a collaboration between Dan, uh, the owner, as well as Casey, our brewer. And they sit down and talk about the seasonality, talk about what's you know popular, what they want to do, if they want to you know, do some infusions or something special for this season or an event. Um, but really, it's a collaboration between the two of those uh, guys that decide on what's going to go up on the on the wall or what's going to get brewed. So. Very good. Yeah, I know we were we were hoping to talk with Casey a little bit today. I understand he's under the weather today. Um, maybe you guys can fill in some of the the blanks, but or we can come back another time and of course talk to Casey. But um, you. 
you know kind of where he gets it, uh, the inspiration or, or the training to, to make the beer? Yeah, I mean, so we're very uh, happy to have Casey as our head brewer. Casey uh, uh, previously worked at Liftbridge uh, Brewing, and then he was also an assistant brewer over at uh, Dayblock uh, in Minneapolis. Um, and so then that's pretty uh, pretty good pedigree. Yeah, not too shabby. From those two locations, uh, <laughs> yeah. we were able to get him to come over here. So we're happy to have him. He's been putting you know great beer together. So I think you know he was a home brewer uh, before that. I'm sure, sure too. So. Yeah. So far, I've uh, I've had your IPA. I've had your cream ale. Big thumbs up on both of them. Great. What's, very, what's very next good. over there? Yeah. What do you, what's what's next on your list? Uh, we've got the Kolsch and the Maybach. All right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep going in order. I'm gonna do the Kolsch next, <laughs> and then I'll I'll wrap up with the Maybach. What's the biggest seller out of all the beers? As far as our beers, mm-hmm. um, it's right now. Like if I, I looked at the uh, statistics yesterday, and uh, our Vermonster, which is our IPA, was our number one seller yesterday. But generally, it's either the Vermonster or the uh, Cream Ale um, would be our top two sellers. But it you know fluctuates depending on you know the weather. If it's warm out like this, people are probably going to hit the Cream Ales more than they're going to hit a big hoppy beer. So yeah. um, it really depends. Uh, the uh, the Vermonster is that your traditional IPA or is that the uh, the the, the craze, the, uh, the the cloudy Northeast IPA. Yeah. You know, so I like to say that it's got, you know, all of the greatness of a New England IPA without the cloudiness. So it's got a great nose. It's got, you know, a really great hoppiness. Um, it's a, I think it's a really good IPA, but it, yeah, it's it was, not going to necessarily have your, you know, cloudy characteristics like some of the uh, popular yeah, ones it, out now. It wasn't a punchy in the face kind of IPA. It was right. a really traditional very straightforward you take a sip you know it's an IPA yep. you know really really nice really crisp really clean let's uh let's take a quick break we're going to come back i want to talk to you about your food offerings and some of the other events and things that you guys have had going on here at union 32 you're listening to the minnesota beer cast we'll be right back find us on your radio at am 1130 and fm 103.5 stream us on iheart radio and now find us on hey alexa play twin cities news talk on iheart radio getting twin cities news talk station from iheart radio thanks alexa From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center. Radio app, it really is the best way to uh, listen to the show if you're not listening live Friday nights at 8. Right. On Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, which we highly encourage. Uh, But if you do that, if you are one of our our podcast listeners, the iHeartRadio app, we have our own dedicated channel there. Just open up the app, hit the podcast button, uh, search Minnesota BeerCast. You'll find all of our shows there. And you can set up and get notifications every time we update and upload a new show. And why wouldn't you? I know. Why? It's free. I mean, we're not asking anything of you. I mean, really, if you haven't, you're just lazy. It doesn't get point. more affordable than that. <laughs> we are, uh, as mentioned, at the Union 32 in Egan. Uh, you guys are, uh, we're talking with Tim and Samantha from Union 32. You guys are located uh, very close to the Vikings' new facility, like almost kind of right across the street. Yeah. Talk a little bit about how what that has meant to this area since uh, since that's opened up, since that's moved there. I understand, I hear, it's really been quite a boon to the area. Absolutely. Well, I think having the Vikings and Egan in general has really helped the community a lot, but us being the closest yeah, craft yeah. They, they left Eden Prairie, yeah. which is where I live, so the saying. <laughs> well, we have definitely welcomed them. The bright lights don't keep you up at night? <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> but no, it's been great having them. Um, there's there's a lot of upcoming things. I mean that 
that complex, that area, is a 15-year project. So there's just so much rolling down the pipeline over there that's only going to benefit Egan more than it already has. So we're looking forward to having them as a neighbor, and we've we've had them over here a few times, and and look to have look forward to having them back. Yeah. What 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 are some of the players you've seen around here? Let's drop some names. Let's, let's, <laughs> Honestly, what do they drink? Like, what's Kyle Rudolph's favorite beer? <laughs> I wish I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> have, have the Vikings been over here, like, as a team, or just guys wander in on their own? And no, there's just been people who wander in on their own from yeah. from corporate and yeah. and the offices over there. Zimmer seems like a Kolsch drinker. Is that am I right? Am I onto something here? <laughs> I mean, is there any doubt? I mean, you look at the guy and he just screams Kolsch. <laughs> am or I red wine? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's one of the things I want to talk about. You bring up wine. Your your portfolio here. It's it's really it's all Minnesota, right? From or or is it mostly Minnesota? I mean, I'm going down the list here of, of what you guys have, and I'm looking. You've got Cannon River Winery. You've got Alexis Bailey. I think St. Croix Vineyards is probably close enough for we'll call it, it call it pretty good. We'll allow it. Yeah, I mean, a stone's throw, right? But you guys have a really Minnesota-centric drink menu here. We do. We do have a lot of Minnesota options, liquor, wine from Minnesota. But we do have other options as well because we know some people want those brand names that are out there that might not be Minnesota as well. So we do have those available to people mm-hmm. if they want. Yeah, they, they ask for those and you say, would you like to try a Minnesota brand instead? <laughs> Always give them the option. <laughs> How has that been received? Do you, do you, do you feel that you... I guess it's a, a plus or, or a minus working the the Minnesota angle. Is is it? Do you think hems you in in some ways with what you provide to the consumer, or is it a benefit in in some ways because you're supporting the local businesses and people want to go to a place that supports local businesses? I think people always embrace supporting local businesses and the state you live in. So honestly, I think it's been very well received here, and we haven't had any complaints that we're aware of of people not accepting that. Sure. Very good. Well, we talk on this show a lot about how, you know, the, the, the tap room, the beer scene has really been evolving. And one of the, one of the big evolutions is the, the addition of food to your, to your craft beer experience. You're seeing more and more tap rooms incorporate food, whether it be food trucks or a rotating kitchen or just a kitchen of their own. You guys have an in-house kitchen here uh, with, uh, with a pretty full menu. Uh, is that something that is, uh, I mean, is that something you, you, you handle all the food making in-house? You have a, someone who helps you with your menu and all that? We do. We have a great kitchen manager here that puts together the menu and comes up with unique recipes, um, house-made sauces, so our seasoned sour cream, our strawberry jam with our cheese curds, very popular menu item. Um, just a very unique menu that gives some lighter options, but as well it has your your heavy, your burger with beer cheese, a final, final beer cheese that they make uh, in-house too. So, What's the uh, what's the favorite item for folks to, to pair with a, a beer off of the wall? 
honestly, we have quite a few items that are pretty popular. When I see some wings, that's that's high on my list for ordering yes. after the show here. I've heard the uh, the pork tacos are something that, that have to be tried. Pork tacos are phenomenal. Our wings are very popular, like you you said. Uh, cheese curds, also mm-hmm. very popular. Mm-hmm. A great appetizer to, to well, eat the, when... The most telling thing is usually if you ask the staff what, what they're going to order, because they'll go through the menu nine times over in a year. So what's your personal favorite off of the menu? What do My you order? My personal favorite are our lettuce tacos. I love the bourbon sriracha sauce on there. Give it Ooh, a little that sounds kick. good. There we go. What about you, Tim? What's your favorite? Uh, probably the wings. Yeah. I like the Cajun dry rub wings. There we go. I, I, I do love a good dry rub. I'm a, I'm a sauce guy, but sometimes you got to have that, that dry rub. If you don't want to get totally messy, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I do love a good dry rub. And uh, it's fitting with your theme of, uh, you know, sort of serve yourself. It's it's a counter service type, type establishment, right? You go up to the kitchen. You go up to the window. You order there. Food gets brought out to you. Correct, yes. We wanted to give it that food truck feel while having a kitchen in-house. So, You guys have some fun events coming up, am I right? We do, yes. Tell us about those. So we have our one-year anniversary party coming up here in July, which is going to be an 80s prom theme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had uh, our Facebook uh, fans vote on that theme for us. Get your so. side ponytail ready, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about that one. Just oh, I get to night. grow my bangs out. <laughs> um, but other than that, we will be at U.S. Bank Stadium on June 12th as well for the Taste of the Vikings to try to kick childhood hunger. Nice. So we're working with them on that. It's open to anybody. You just have to go on and purchase a ticket. Um, a lot of food vendors out there working together, like I said, to kick childhood hunger. So we're really looking forward to that. And, um, of course, people love dogs. So we're bringing in secondhand hounds in July as well to do an adoption. And pints event on our patio. Is Very your uh, is your patio dog friendly? It is. All yes. Right. M- more important question. I- I've been wondering since we got here. Is your patio cigar friendly? It is not. Son of a. There is no smoking on our patio. Oh, <laughs> dog on it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, See what I did there. Dog the clean on air. It? The yeah. clean air laws also apparently cover outdoors oh, for some reason. Man. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to burst the bubble yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've seen that with a lot of patios. I mean, the, the regulation is if it's part of your establishment, right? It's uh, it's all treated the same, even if it's outdoors. Man, which is just silly. Where am I supposed to enjoy a cigar and a beer? Apparently, according to the lawmakers in this state, in your basement by yourself, alone, <laughs> never to be seen, like a like a like a leopard. <laughs> you have to be <laughs> fine, fine. Take my punishment. Well, congratulations, guys. Uh, this is. It sounds like it's been a really wonderful year for you so far. Uh, sounds like the business is doing well. Business is growing. I've heard nothing but really positive things from not just uh, listener Kate, but other people that have come here and and enjoyed it. The beers that I've tried it so far, thumbs up. I really I really enjoy them. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys for coming in this Yeah, afternoon. why don't you give folks your, your information before we, we sign off and move to the next seven. Give folks your um, social media and your website address as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Our website address is www.union32crafthouse.com. And then you can find us on Facebook at Union32 Craft House. We are also on Twitter at U32 Craft House and Instagram as well. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And give uh, give Casey our regards and tell him we're sorry we missed him. And, uh, you know, when he's feeling better, we'd love to uh, have him on the show talk more about the beer. Sounds great. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thank you for having us. Appreciate we really it. appreciate it. Thank you. We would right. love to come back sometime. We'll so, gladly have you. Yeah, stay in touch. <laughs> keep us posted of your events, and, uh, and we'll come back and help promote all the fun stuff you guys got going on. Great. All right, Thanks. coming up next, Lift Bridge and uh, a little beer cast news. We'll be right back. Your past is important, but it's not nearly as important as the way you see your future. So let's talk about how you're seeing your future. Tell me about your past, and let's talk about your future. Financial Fortitude with Dale Creed Francis and Ryan Lidfin. Sundays at 10 a.m. on Twin Cities News Talk, a.m. 1130. Have you watched the value of your house continue to go up? Maybe it's time to put that equity to work while rates are still fairly low. Americans have over five point. I'm warming up to it. I'm a fan. I'm a I, fan. I'll let you know how the wings are. I'll, I'll save my verdict until after I've had the All wings. Right. Well, I haven't had any of the food yet, but I, I finished <laughs> the Kolsch. It's, it's hard not to like a place that has a wall with 32 beers on it. Right. You, so you better be able IPA, to find something you like. I've had the cream ale, and I've had the Kolsch. Enjoyed all three. I'm about to embark upon the Maybach journey. Yeah, the, love my box. The, the real big question is, do they have any cream soda on the wall? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of cream soda. Dan, do you like cream soda? I do now. <laughs> Joined by Dan from Lift Bridge with, uh, with, with some, brought us uh, something new you guys are making. Yeah, um, about five years ago we did uh, one of the first, let's call it a gimmick beer at the State Fair with a mini donut beer. And it was a pretty big success. And um, we've been looking to, to extend our what we're doing. We already have a root beer out there and talking about adding some additional soda. So we decided to do... Uh, to take that mini donut uh, flavor that we had put in the beer and basically really create good. a soda around it. So That's it's awesome. really good. It's kind of a crazy flavor. I mean, you, you get that creaminess like, a, like you'd expect from a cream soda, but there's a, a pretty decent layer of cinnamon and some sweetness. And so I, I think you almost get that caramelized exterior, almost that breadiness of yeah. a mini donut. It's like I almost expect, I took a sip, and it's like I almost expect the little bit of crunchiness from yeah. the, the sugar crystals. <laughs> what, it's got such a strong, you know, cinnamon-ish type I, I, flavor that, yeah, that's really I, good. I think cream soda is kind of one of those old-timey flavors that, like, maybe my dad used to get from the soda jerk. For what? For those that have never had a cream soda, which I think is probably a decent amount of the younger portions of the audience, what, what are the defining characteristics of a cream soda, Dan? Well, it, it, it is similar to kind of root beer, I mm -hmm. would say, in many respects. So if you like root beer, you're probably going to like cream soda. However, it's the spice side is kind of dialed back. So you're left with more of um, more sweetness and more probably vanilla forward are kind of the key attributes of a, of a cream soda. So vanilla is a big highlight there. And then in ours, we're, we're punching it up with a little bit more cinnamon mm -hmm. and kind of that, that caramelized, uh, caramely yeah. flavor. Highlights that mini donut flavor, you guys, uh, really kind of... You know, I guess he talked about the the gimmick beer aspect that you guys really just nailed at the the state fair. Um, how do you feel about that that label of of gimmick beer? Do you wear it as kind of a badge of honor, or do you think 
I'd rather it was marketed in a different way. Well, I think I think when you're when you're saying it's a mini donut beer, you better you better have a sense of humor if you're yeah. going to do something like that. Um, it is a little bit crazy. You know, I mean, we we feel like the beer is brewed very well and everything's in balance, so we're we're proud of the beer. But at the end of the day, it was kind of a gimmick for the state fair. We're we're taking um, you know some of the fun of the state fair, some of our favorite food items, and that's how we kind of got to to that flavor that we decided on and it fit pretty well with the beer and it fortunately it also works pretty well with cream soda yeah so it, yeah. Um, it's it's come together nice no i was i was remarking before we we got to this segment how how well it translates from i mean it doesn't taste like the mini donut beer but it tastes like mini donut cream soda it definitely <laughs> reminds me of the mini donut beer i mean yeah, it, you it know, tastes like mini donuts I, I always make it a point to get one at the fair it's one of my favorite quote-unquote gimmick beers that yeah. that show up at the fair and it does it absolutely reminds me of it but yet it still it tastes you know like a cream soda yeah and if you if you're a fan of rip beer floats this is a fun one to do too you can make a mini donut cream soda float also if you want to punch it up you can make your own cinnamon and sugar put it on a plate and uh, rim the if you're looking for that crunch from I like the, that from the, that's a good uh, idea sugar you can certainly do that at home. so I've been known to maybe enjoy a root beer with a little bit of root beer schnapps in it from time to time if I was to say get my hands on some mini donut cream ale, do you, do you have a recommendation for what I might use to say maybe fortify the cream ale? You know, it up. You know, if you're looking for kind of going with the cream soda theme, I'd probably look at like a vanilla vodka or something with some vo- uh, vanilla infused. May I? Uh, may I suggest a spiced rum? Spiced rum? I think a spiced rum would would work really well. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. Play with the cinnamon theme. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I, I think like that would work really well. Very good. Well, do you have some news we can talk about, Drew? I think we've got... Uh, well, we've got some Liftbridge news before we uh, before we get into that. You had uh, mentioned during the break. Yeah, with, well, we've decided as a company we're, we're heading down the road of uh, moving all of our packaging to cans. So you'll probably start seeing that over the next couple of weeks starting Farm Grill. We're rolling out Hop Dish probably about a month after that and a full transition this fall when we launched Fireside Flannel and our and our Warden. So we're, we're moving away from bottles. It's just... Uh, takes up less space it's more economical uh, easier to carry around and being that we're in the St. Croix River Valley we like going out on the river and the beaches and going for hikes and stuff and so the cans are really really handy for those types of activities yeah, it's better to pack in and better to pack out it's just a lot that. lighter that way absolutely the uh, I was gonna ask actually the, the the cans for the root beer I really like they've got kind of that old-timey like 50s feel to them um, are you gonna use the same artist or do kind of a similar kind of portrait for the cream soda we we are so we're using the same firm studio 2 which is in downtown st. Paul and so we already have a have a, a, a preliminary design for it and we're pulling some of the themes from the state fair probably what the state fair looked like in the 1950s oh, so certainly we are going old-timey on the look but you're gonna recognize some of the some of the scenery on there from the state fair and uh, the cans that are gonna be rolling out uh, 16 ounces 12 ounces what are we both what are we looking at we're doing 16-ounce cans, just like the Rip Beer, and uh, hopefully you'll see those around. We've gotten some commitments from some local grocery stores, and uh, they'll probably be on the shelves probably starting the end of end of end of July, maybe early August. Is that going to be? Is that 16-ounce size going to be for the whole portfolio? Uh, it'll be for the for obviously the soda, and then we're going to do that for some of our main beers. So Farm Grill and Hop Dish will stay in those. Probably um, uh, mini, uh, Mango Blonde. 
but our primary package is going to be 12 ounce cans is the okay. is what we're going to be so you know if you're used to 12 ounce bottles you'll just see it in a in a box wrapped uh 12 ounce cans yeah can't say enough good things about the uh, the mango blonde took mom out to right. minnehaha falls this uh, this last weekend and uh i may have snuck a few beers into the park may have had a few mango blondes with some pulled pork it's uh, such a wonderful summer beer don't tell the authorities <laughs> <laughs> you know this is being recorded and is going to be broadcast no nope. nobody really listens anyway that's true <laughs> nobody, nobody important listens <laughs> just my mom and she knows i brought beer <laughs> yeah it really is a, a wonderful summer beer speaking of uh, of summer beers uh we've got a story here that i'm interested uh, in in your thoughts on uh the headline is move over coffee beer tea beers are steeping hot right now oh and it's essentially a, a list of uh of, of tea beers made from around the country uh it says tea is quickly becoming a go-to ingredient for brewers to add an herbal element to beer or often uh refreshing for an often refreshing unique brew and then they list a few uh, uh tea beers minnesota did get one mentioned in here indeed with their i'm sorry the indeed and dangerous man their collaboration their amber ale with tea uh which is uh, uh the dangerous man's tea blend was rooibos rooibos or rooibos something like I that know. i don't even know how to pronounce it yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting beer, that's for sure. Have you I had it? Tried it? I have not yet. It's a uh, there's a lot of character to it. I will say that I'm not uh, a real big tea guy. Um, I know people who really love tea beers. I know um, the folks at uh, Tin Whiskers do like a chamomile, uh, chamomile wheat, I believe it is. I know uh, Bad Weather does uh, it's tipping it down. They do uh, what is it like an ESB with Earl Grey, I think it is something like that. Um, and I just I don't like tea. So. I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy tea. I'm not a huge tea drinker, but I haven't had a tea beer that's really hit my palate. I don't want to say that, you know, they're, they're not bad beers by any stretch. They're, they're made very well. I'm not going to disparage, you know, how they're made. But I have yet to have a tea beer that's really hit my palate. I've had, I've had uh, beer with uh, green tea. Uh, chamomile, I think chai. I've had a, a few different ones that I can think of, and none of them have really, really, really worked for me yet. Dan, when's Leftbridge doing a tea beer? Uh, we don't have any in the works right now. We've done some firkins with chai tea. Yeah. I think chai tea works pretty well. Yeah. I mean, there's just such a huge spectrum on teas. So I think you need to, you know, if your brewer's doing it, you just need to re- really work some, something that's going to pair well with the beer and be careful about how much infusion you do because it can really uh, take over a beer and then just taste like tea. Yeah. So I think balance is the key. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge that's coffee kind of, fan. So. I think if I'm thinking back to the beers that I've had, the tea beers that I've had, it almost felt like the tea thinned out the beer flavor too much. And that's that's kind of what I think. I think that's why that's what didn't work for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I wouldn't. It would certainly wouldn't affect the the body, right? But. I don't know. It, it, Dan brings up chai. If I was to enjoy a tea beer, I think chai is probably the the one tea flavor that I would find the most. I want a beer desirable. made with sweet tea. Good old southern sweet tea. 
bless bless your heart. Bless my heart. I want a <laughs> sweet tea beer because I I know I've been known to down some sweet tea vodka. I'll tell you that. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, hard to go wrong with uh, all that sugar and tea. Right, it's pretty darn good. <laughs> as long as it all ferments out. <laughs> all right, that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of the Minnesota Beercast. Thank you, Dan, for uh, swinging by. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Uh, great job on that uh, on that cream soda. It is delicious. It's awesome. Thank you to uh, Tim and Samantha and all the great folks here at Union 32 for having us out. Make sure to swing by, check it out, head over to Egan, check out Union 32 Craft House. It really is a cool and unique experience, and uh, their beers are, are quite good. Super fun. Come see us May 30th at Steel Toe. We'll be there hanging out. Win yourself some tickets to the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. We're going to give away some tickets to yes, the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. Also, uh, hit us up on Twitter, MN underscore BeerCast. Tag us. Use the hashtag St. Paul Beer Fest. Post a picture of your favorite summer beer or just your summer beer experience or anything to do with summer and beer is, will work and you will be entered into a drawing for a pair of tickets to the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. That'll do it. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. See ya. This little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow.